Well, here we go again, and uh, on this bright Saturday morning, here's the playing music. You are listening to KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm and this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, now, this is uh, show number 106. Uh, wow, where does the time go when you're having fun? Show number 106, and uh, today is Saturday, uh, the 4th of February, and I'm doing this quite late because I had technical difficulties that uh, the, the camera, I just could not get it going, but... A call to my uh, audiovisual computer technician guy uh, solved everything. So here we go, and uh, this will be broadcast tomorrow evening, 9 p.m. Sunday, the fifth. And um, I've again got to announce to my thousands and thousands of worldwide viewers and listeners that the Midnight Skeptic is proudly woke. And I'm still working on um, getting some t-shirts made to that effect, which I will, uh, after I do it, will send out to, well, whoever wants one, and uh, even some people who don't want one. Okay. Um, and, yes, I'm proudly woke, and it is his hope uh, that his uh, modest efforts here on KPCA LP 103 FM 103.3 FM uh, once a week will in some small way help to rid this country of all GOP MAGA head Republicans one broadcast at a time. Uh, send all death threats, hate mail, and even some helpful suggestions to the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com all one word, all lowercase, and uh, I'll get it, and I'll deal with it like I deal with uh, most things. Yeah, I don't deal with it. Okay, shout out uh, the State of the Free Press 2023 by Mickey Huff and Andy Lee Roth of Project Censored is out, and it has been out since um, yeah, around the 1st of January. Um, Go to projectcensored.org and order a signed copy while they still last. Uh, and uh, while oh, Mickey and Andy Lee still remember how to sign their names, and um, they'll send you a signed copy. All right. Very interesting. Uh, the news that did not make the news. That's their by byline phrase about uh, Project Censored. Okay, and uh, Petaluma Conversations is still being held 
at the Petaluma Library every Tuesday night from 5.45 to 7.45. Um, and this coming Tuesday, uh, three days from now, um, will be the last one for a while. I, I don't know how long they're going to take a break, but uh, it will be the last in this series. A lot of interesting people, a lot of good conversations, uh, conversations that are moderated and reflected and uh, uh, all sorts of good topics. I usually go to the uh, no particular uh, topic group because um, the one, one of them last week was gun violence and uh, media presentations. Um, I'm doing media right now and uh, gun violence. There's nobody that's for gun violence. I just kind of eh, uh, avoided that group. Um, and they want to uh, make uh, connections between groups that have varying outlooks on life, like mogheads versus reasonable people. Well, we don't have any far-right types that uh, attend this, so uh, everybody is quite liberal, me being the most liberal and uh, lefty. Okay, enough of that. But uh, well, anyway, uh, go to aquas.com, A-Q-U-S, um, to RSVP. And uh, it's free, and there's a lot of interesting people to meet and topics to discuss. And uh, uh, locally, shout outs, Tom Gaffey, uh, Nariman, Keith and Cody, Tom and Nancy, Kevin and Lori, Dave and Rosita up in Sacramento. And uh, Mickey Huff, who actually lives in the Sacramento area too. He commutes down to um, his work as a professor at Diablo Valley College. Uh, Rich and Kathy in Sebastopol, uh, Dennis and Megan uh, down in Tiburon. Thank you, Dennis, my technical guy that I lean on probably way too much. Um, in San Francisco, uh, Yvonne Santos, Pacifica, Stan and Kathy, Susan, uh, Susan Lefty Miller down in Pacifica, L.A., Jackie Kolar and her two daughters, Melanie and Samantha in Arizona, Karina Hilliard, uh, the Snake Lady, Snake Removal Technician Extraordinaire in Patagonia, Arizona. Florida, Amelia, and then Nelson and Alice, North Carolina, Dr. Dave Rubin, the um, best, doc best lung doctor, pulmonary doctor in the whole wide world. And up to Long Island, Geraldine Goldfinger, and then Sonora, Robert and Colleen, Bob and Sandy, Brad and Martha, their kids, Martha, as a nurse, take care of yourself, and um, really wear your PPE. Various strains of COVID are coming back. Okay, Darrell, Judy, Leonidas, Kathy, Francis, Lynn Quayle, John Gleason and his two daughters, Tiffany and Jennifer, then all the way down to Mexico, Rosie Lopez Negrete. And then I left out. I certainly did. Oh, Arizona. Uh, Brother Bran and his wife, Mina, Andrea, and Tim, and their three little uh, terrorists. Um, 
wear your PPE, Andrea. You're my favorite niece. Okay. That's out of the way. <clears throat> All right. Good news that I've promised all my thousands and thousands of listeners that I will begin every program with sip of coffee. Mm. Okay, good news. CVS and Walmart are near to a 10 billion, with a B, deal to settle the opioid lawsuits that have been piling up lo these many years and months against these uh, irresponsible pharmaceutical distributors. No, they're, they're retailers, really. Wholesalers are the distributors, like, uh, oh, uh, I, I didn't write this down, so I, the, the name escapes me. Uh, but anyway, uh, payment would be divided up between states, comma, municipalities, and tribes, meaning Indian tribes, Native American tribes. Now, they suffered a great deal with from the opioid crisis, and then this would take place over the next 10 years, um, which pencils out to a billion dollars a year, really. Okay, Thomas Moriarty, the chief policy officer and general counsel for CVS says, we are pleased to resolve these long-standing claims and putting them behind us in the best interests of all parties, corporate speak. Um, they, of course, admitted no wrongdoing. Okay, so, more good news, but not enough good news. Uh, carbon capture nets 2 billion tons of CO2 removed from the atmosphere each year. But it's not enough. It's, it's way not enough. To hit climate goals, Governments need to ramp up investments in order to meet the Paris Agreement goal of limiting global warming to less than 2 degrees centigrade. Not centigrade, Celsius. Centigrade was the old term for it. Uh, 2 degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial temperatures globally. At present, almost all uh, CDR, <clears throat> which stands for carbon dioxide uh, removal technology. These uh, plants, uh, a number of them up in Canada, uh, that actually suck uh, the atmosphere through these uh, carbon dioxide removal. Uh, I, I'm not sure of the technology behind it, but uh, anyway. It's the result of conventional methods of managing land. Okay, at present, almost all CDR is the result of uh, conventional methods of managing land. A tiny proportion comes from these new uh, carbon removal from the air technologies, such as, for example, reforesting 
we should plant more trees, but uh, they're nature's way of removing CO2 from the air. Uh, biological charcoal, which is uh, called biochar, added to soil um, are the majority of CDR efforts with all the new tech CDR projects currently under development by 2025, CO2 removal could increase to 11.75 tons per year. Still not enough. Um, okay, <clears throat> new topic. Uh, every week I post on my Facebook page an announcement of what I'm going to be ranting about on this uh, weekly show. Excuse me, another sip of uh, coffee. I am 95% over whatever was going on with me last week. I, I never got it diagnosed. It was either a cold or a flu, but I beat it out of my system just by sleeping a lot, keeping warm, drinking plenty of fluids, blah, 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 blah. Um, and uh, I, I got to apologize for all the coughing that I did on last week's show. I managed to get through it, though. I am nothing if not loyal to all my thousands and thousands of listeners out there. Okay, uh, on the announcement for this show that I'm doing right now, um, I said that I would rebut and discuss some of Bill Maher's positions. Okay, I watch him every Friday, and I like him for the most part. However, there are some things that I do disagree with him about, or wish that he would tone down just about a little bit. Okay, I watch his Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night. In fact, I record it so I can just at my leisure watch it. It's on HBO, and generally I like him, but there are a few things that the Midnight Skeptic uh, objects to. Uh, and a lot of what he says, I sense a whiff of kind of anti-science uh, sentiments. And, uh, okay, science is not a collection of settled facts. It's not. Science is a process by which we can refine our knowledge, uh, tweak it into more useful forms, um, especially in medicine. Uh, doctors do not know everything. Uh, he's never actually said those very words, but I gather that uh, he's kind of upset with doctors for various things. And um, what uh, public health advocates like our CDC do is <clears throat> try to figure out risks versus benefits and going by what the best knowledge at the moment is, according to all the uh, clinical trials and uh, drugs that the drug companies are uh, 
manufacturing and trying to do the best that they can. Uh, if medical knowledge changes, then it changes. But the best knowledge at the time is what all we have to go by. There is not a settled body of knowledge in science or medicine, like for instance, the mask wearing. Uh, when the uh, uh, COVID-19 first broke out, then uh, through, I guess, parts panic and parts knowledge at the time, uh, mask requirements were what we went by to help cut down the spread of COVID-19. Now, do masks work? Various types of masks, I think, do work, like the um, N95 masks. They are better than the, you know, the cloth masks. They're certainly better than just putting a cloth around your face. All I can say for sure is they helped. Um, the N95 masks help better than the cloth masks. And should they be required? Again, you have to weigh the benefits versus the costs. Um, probably schools should not have been closed down entirely. Businesses should have not been closed down entirely. But uh, the MAGA heads, uh, just in their idiotic, rebellious nature, just rebelled against everything because of, <coughs> be, largely because of the uh, stupidity of the orange sociopathic bloat bag whose uh, administration uh, bore the brunt of the COVID-19 uh, COVID outbreak. He was exactly the wrong person to be in charge of anything at that time <clears throat> uh, in uh, early 2000. Uh, it was our horrible fate to have him with, as our El Presidente. Okay, I'm off my notes, as you can probably figure out. Okay, uh, Bill Maher's obsession with obesity in the U.S. is it's well-founded. Um, we should eat better. Yes, we should. But the cause of um, nationwide obesity, and it is a uh, you know, nationwide problem, and uh, obesity is a comorbidity condition that certainly does not help with uh, other diseases um, and uh, things that we could catch, such as COVID-19. And if we, as a nation, generally exercised more, ate better, then we'd all be better off. But obesity is a more complex uh subject than I think Bill Maher appreciates. If he does appreciate it, then good for him, but just listening to him, eh, okay. There is, in fact, a genetic 
component to this obesity outbreak. There are uh, DNA uh, in our cells, uh, some parts of which uh, keep us from burning off fat as fast as it accumulates. Uh, that is a genetic component to this. And um, some people it burns off uh, very well and efficiently, and other people it just does not. So some people, no matter how much they exercise or how much vegetables and fruit they eat, um, will become quite obese. And age-related obesity is also a problem. A problem. I mean, everybody in middle age and above, which I am, uh, tend to get uh, midriff uh, fat accumulations. Okay, and again, I'm off my notes. Uh, his obsession with obesity in the U.S. is well-founded, but the cause is more complex than he admits or talks about. There is a genetic component to it, and other medical conditions uh, are soon to follow. Let me just say that I don't trust the pharmaceutical industry any more than he does. Now, the the pharmaceutical industry is, you know, in capitalist terms, are profit driven, and uh, and as long as we are a capitalistic. Um, political economy in this country, they have a right to make profits, and they do good things. However, um, things such as painkillers, uh, hello, uh, oh boy, uh, they're later on in my notes, uh, but, I, but I don't trust them to just uh, think only about their uh, potential uh, customers for their drugs for various things, but they do good work um, in general, as does the medical establishment. Okay, I'm off my notes again. Yeah. Let me just say that I don't trust the pharmaceutical industry any more than he does, but <sighs> let me emphasize this vaccinations work. They work. They uh, are the first line of defense of against COVID-19. Actually, the first line of defense uh, of COVID-19 is your own uh, immune system. Okay, so the uh, vaccinations are the second line of defense. Get vaccinated, all you stupid MAGA heads who uh, say, I ain't getting no vaccinations. I don't know what's in them. No. Republicans say that. Okay, the pharmaceutical industry is at the forefront of clinical studies and research into developing new treatments for new diseases and viruses as they arise and mutate and evolve into diseases that it's hard for our own bodies to keep up with. Another sip. I'm trying to keep my throat lubricated here. 
All right. But sometimes Big Pharma gets enamored with profits, profits, uber ales. Hello, opioids. Hello, Purdue Pharma and the evil, evil Sackler family. And they've stashed their billions of dollars over in European banks. Oh, boy. May they uh, all come down with Alzheimer's. Okay, there, I said it. I don't like the Sackler family. Um, regardless of how much they donate to uh, charitable cultural entities. And not all researchers are 100% honest. Can you believe it? Medical researchers and scientists not being honest? Fortunately for us, 98% of them are just honest researchers who just want to help society and get at the truth. Okay, here, uh, and I've talked about him a lot, Andrew Wakefield. Uh, yeah, I've talked about him on, not recently, but uh, over uh, low these many years. This is not anything recent, but uh, I've talked extensively about him on earlier shows, even before I went on YouTube, when I was just doing the radio thing down at the KPCA studios here in Petaluma. And uh, his thing was, okay, I'm, i got to look at my notes again. Uh, Andrew Wakefield, this a British doctor who fudged the results in his MMR vaccine causes autism research. You know, he only had about 12 subjects in this quote-unquote study. That's not a study. That's an anecdote. And um, even then, he fudged the results. Andrew Wakefield lost his medical license in England, and the uh, study that he did that was published in the British Medical Journal, The Lancet, was retracted that never happens, or almost never happens. It happened to him, and he lost his uh, medical license, and uh, the uh, prestige of the Lancet Medical Journal went down. I mean, it's back up there now. That is one of the premier medical journals in the world, um, right up there with the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, but uh, the results of this, MMR vaccines cause autism. That was the uh, conclusion. And who should pick up on this thing? Jenny McCarthy. Uh, and she, oh boy, went on Oprah Winfrey and uh, wrote a book, and her own son uh, has autism, and I feel bad for her. Um, 
but she was kind of the point person for the anti-vax movement. Thank you, Jenny McCarthy and Oprah. Oprah, just stay out of these kind of things and stick to, you know, whatever it is you stick with. You don't have your show anymore, but uh, uh, I, if I were you, I would feel ashamed for being the fount of misinformation. Okay, I'm off my notes again. Okay. Uh, so vaccinations work. Um, I'm, I've got my double dose of uh, uh, anti-COVID vaccines, and I've gotten not one, not two, but three boosters down at my local uh, uh, Kaiser Permanente Clinic here. And um, also, I got my flu shot, and which would lead me to believe that it was not flu that I got last week. But I don't know. I didn't. I just beat it off with my own immune system. I'm fine now. Okay, so get your damn flu shots and get your damned COVID boosters. And MAGA heads, get your kids an MMR shot before they go to school. Uh, get, get your shots up to date. And... I know that uh, you're you're fighting with your neighbors who are anti-vaxxers, um, but uh, they work. Vaccines work. Now, do they prevent 100% of uh, uh, stopping COVID-19 or the flu? No vaccines are 100% effective, but it's close to it. So just do it, you stupid MAGA heads that are still resisting and worshiping the orange sociopathic bloat bag. Okay, that's my rant. Okay, that's all about this topic about Bill Maher. Okay, he, I... I I get a whiff of anti-vax sentiments from Bill Maher. Well, he's wrong. Get your damn vaccines. Okay, and that's not the only thing that I'm going to talk about Bill Maher about. Now, for Bill Maher's viewpoints on progressives slash wokeness slash LGBTQ issues, I totally agree. <clears throat> Excuse me, another sip, damn it. Okay, I totally agree with him that Democrats are too concerned with, quote unquote, playing nice, playing by the rules, which are democracy, trying to be inclusive, or fair to everyone, often at the cost of losing segments of voters. Democrats should not obsess over all the various identity groups that they feel they need to 
uh, not necessarily cater to, but just include in this huge big tent. Uh, DEI, capital DEI, uh, which stands for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Now, that's all well and good. I'm all for that. No group should be left out of uh, political and policy discussions. Okay, diversity is the presence of diverse people by race, gender, religion, sexuality, ethnicity, and nationality, and disability, age, or political leanings. Okay, Whew. boy, that's a large group, but none of those groups should be left out of policy and political discussions or uh, laws that are passed. Uh, people who have been and remain underrepresented and marginalized, all of those groups that I just mentioned. Equity is promoting justice, which itself is a term that uh, needs to be more well-defined, I think. Uh, equity is promoting justice, impartiality, and fairness, something that Republican MAGA heads don't even know the meaning of um, impartiality and fairness within the distribution of resources by institutions or systems. For instance, law enforcement, the court system, and financial um, institutions, um, legal justice uh, through our court system and law enforcement is unequally distributed. And do I need to dive into actual statistics? The over-incarceration of blacks and brown people is well-documented. Well, what's the cause of that? Uh, are blacks and um, Browns just more naturally inclined to commit crimes? No. Uh, they are um, looked at in a slightly different, lesser way than whites. By our court system, by our law enforcement, it's very unfortunate. But we can do something about this with police reform, uh, not defund the police. And whoever the protester was um, recently, uh, oh boy, I'm having a brain freeze on the guy that was uh, shot, or not shot, but uh, the police guy that had his knee on the neck of, oh boy, I should remember this name, but I'm having a brain freeze and was murdered by the four police officers that uh, killed him. Uh, he should be alive today, but in the ensuing protests, whoever the idiot was that held up a sign saying, 
defund the police, uh, that was a big mistake because, of course, the uh, GOP MAGA head Republicans will jump on that and uh, uh, use that as a cudgel to beat liberal Democrats over the head with it. And, and in fact, uh, some Republicans are now in favor of defunding law enforcement, i.e., um, the FBI, the DHS, um, the IRS. Of course, the MAGA-head Republicans don't want the IRS and their law enforcement arm to go after tax cheats. That's, that's what the orange suspect bloat bag does. We can't have them arresting him. We can't have uh, the IRS collecting corporations and wealthy people's fair taxes. We can't have that. Defund the IRS. That's one of their positions now. I'm not making that up. Okay, yeah, I'm off my notes again. Equity, equity, law enforcement, court system, financial institutions, and by financial institutions, I mean the real estate people who have a history of redlining neighborhoods to uh, keep uh, de facto segregation uh, as part of our everyday experience. Okay, so I've gone through diversity, equity, and inclusion is when these institutions and systems are truly inviting to all and encourage full participation for all, including the decision-making process in businesses, corporations, other institutions. Um, okay, so that's the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Just even saying those words to a stupid Republican MAGA head would probably make them faint. Um, Bill Maher and some of his guests, and here, uh, uh, notably <clears throat> Andrew Sullivan, uh, this uh, political commentator who is a self-admitted conservative uh, and, and a gay guy, and he writes for various uh, uh, media things. He, he, he shows up on Bill Maher quite a lot. But uh, I don't believe that he is very sympathetic to the plights of the LGBTQ community. And <clears throat> Excuse me again, sips. If anybody should be more sympathetic to them, it should be him. And, um, okay, I'm off my notes. Bill Maher and some of his guests, notably Andrew Sullivan, who I believe is grossly misinformed about gender dysphoria. Yeah, I didn't... <clears throat> it wasn't last night that I saw a show, but two Fridays ago. Uh, Andrew Sullivan was a guest on the Bill Maher show, and at one point they were kind of chuckling and making jokes about uh, kids who identify with uh, the other gender, and then that, that kind of launched a, a chuckle fest about identifying as 
trees and animals and uh, no gender at all and ha 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 ha. I, it really stuck in my craw. And I, I still, by and large, like Andrew Sullivan, even though uh, he is quite conservative in a lot of ways. Um, where am I on my notes? On the Real Time Show on um, January 20th, of um, which was a Friday, um, 20, this year, okay, January 20th, Friday, that's two Fridays ago, made fun of trans kids who said they identified as cats, okay, uh, or other animals, thus perpetuating the false, hateful, MAGA-head GOP trope that they use to demonize the uh, the T in the LGBTQ community. Uh, I have, on a couple of shows recently, show, uh, shown and talked about how this hateful Republican trope got started. Uh, I'm not going to go into it again now, but... Uh, <sighs> the governor of Florida, Ron DeFascists, or as I sometimes call him, Bloatbag Jr., uh, takes things like this and runs with it to garner himself uh, first place in the presidential derby of 2024. Anyway, I, okay, enough of that. I tend to agree with Bill Maher that academia bends over way too much to the point of opening itself up to parody and ridicule, which he does a lot. And I ridicule overly uh, squishy liberal academia a lot myself. <clears throat> uh, they're trying, academia, trying to be over inclusive in language use. Gender-neutral and non-binary terms get to be ridiculous at times. Yes, I, I'm saying it. Uh, Latinx, for example, uh, since online usage uh, first started showing up in uh, 2004, and, but I don't know who came up with this, some academic type. Um, it's not recognized by the Royal Spanish Academy and is not used by the vast majority of Latinos. I suspect, and I don't know this for sure, but some academic person tempting, attempting to be overly inclusive uh, came up with the Latinx because, well, Latino and Latina, they're gendered terms. Ah! So they came up with Latinx. Well, no, well, a handful of uh, Latinos and Latinas use that term, but they're not the average person on the street. Okay, so... Sometimes academia just has to butt out of uh, society. Okay, personally, 
and this is me and my opinion speaking personally, I have difficulty with uh, the new usages of pronouns. Okay. I don't object to their use like stupid-ass MAGA-head Republicans do. Um, personally, I have difficulty with the new usages of pronouns, uh, especially the neo-pronouns, and I won't go into all of them, but they are im, er, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, my uh, <clears throat> Maya Kobabe uh, uses uh, these neo pronouns for herself and I, I've been trying to uh, get her to come on the show or I, I just want to meet her and have a cup of coffee with her I uh, loved her her coming of age graphic novel about herself called gender queer and that uh, in the culture wars has become a flashpoint uh, for hateful Christian MAGA heads. Uh, but if I were to sit down and have a cup of coffee with her, uh, I would use whatever pronoun she wants me to use. And being, you know, of a certain age, you know, regular everyday pronouns are just kind of second nature to me. And it would be admittedly a bit difficult for me to switch over, but I would make the attempt as opposed to hateful Christians who would not do it. Um, okay, I'm off my notes again, yet again. Oh boy, I'm running out of time too. Okay, especially the neo-pronouns, but if I'm talking to someone who wants me to use them, I'll try. I won't go running to re-register as a GOP MAGA head, okay? Uh, okay, enough of that topic. Uh, Bill Maher, I understand that you're a comedian and uh, a lot of what you say is geared to eliciting laughs, but science is not a set of facts. It changes with new studies. Uh, if there are groups uh, in, this, um, in this country of ours who would benefit from DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. Just roll with it, please. All right, yeah, bottom of the page here. I, here is a Christopher Rufo quote. And this guy, uh, I have a nice new $1 bill it's all yours, whoever wipes this guy off the face of the earth. That's my offer to my thousands and thousands of listeners. Okay, here's a quote from him. To get to universal school choice, which is the goal of the Republican Party, you really need to operate from a premise of universal public school dis trust. And he said this in a speech at Hillsdale College, which is a Christian uh, 
uh, college and uh, and okay I am not sure 1965 the rise of the lefties I, I don't know why I wrote that down I think that was the theme of this speech okay but a speech that that quote came from was on April 5th of uh, 2022 and the title of the speech to the Hillsdale College faculty and students was quote laying siege to the institutions okay google this I mean his speech is right there um, that you can watch if you want to try to not vomit okay Hillsdale College uh, let's see which is a college for cranking out creepy Christian fundamentalists. Okay. Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O, April 5th, 2022. The title of the speech to them was Laying Siege to the Institutions. All right. Uh, okay, I gotta speed up here. A primer on the GOP hated term intersectionality. The theory of intersectionality was first introduced by Kimberly Crenshaw in, uh, uh, I'm not sure when she did it, the early 2000s. I wrote a little line here meaning to look it up, but uh, I didn't get around to it. Uh, she is a black feminist scholar. Okay, right there. Uh, MAGA heads will hate her. In the examination of the ways that black women experienced harsher oppression than white women due to the overlapping of their racial and gender identities. Through the work of Crenshaw and others, we now understand intersectionality to be the way in which individuals are empowered or oppressed by how their identities overlap or connect. Race, gender, sexuality, religion, nationality, and other layers make us who we are, who we are, hmm. our identity. Okay, my identity, the midnight skeptic, I'm white, Anglo, cisgender, heterosexual, non-disabled, male. That's quite a mouthful, but that's my long drawn out identity. My real identity is just, I'm a guy. All right, that's enough for me and that's enough for the people that I interact with to know about me. I'm just a guy. Um, a guy of the 50s and 60s. That's my background. Uh, music, sports, education, literature, all of that stuff. Uh, the 50s and 60s. Um, this show helps me keep up with changes that are happening in our society. But what really ha helps me keep up with changes in society are my tutoring students. I have a handful of them, and uh, I'm uh, keeping au courant with things that are happening, and also my son.
who's in his mid-30s now, who enlightens me about uh, things of his generation. Now, one of the uh, things that uh, aged myself was when I got a call from this kid who wanted to be tutored. Now, this happened about three years ago. And uh, he told me his name, and I, I didn't recognize the last name. I thought it was a brand new student from uh, Casa Grande High School, which is an excellent high school, by the way, uh, here in Petaluma. And they're just uh, uh, eight or nine blocks down the street from, from me. Anyway, he told me his name, and I didn't recognize it. And then I said, well, what's the deal? And he said, you tutored my dad. Oh, my God. Okay. That gives you an idea of the generational changes that uh, I've personally uh, experienced. Okay. Uh, my identity. Okay. The midnight skeptic. White Anglo, cisgender, heterosexual, non-disabled male. Uh, the terms identity and presentation and expression and uh, gender non-conforming and gender variant, especially genderqueer, are terms that absolutely freak out the GOP stupid MAGA head Republican creepy Christian nationalists. That's their identity that I'm plastering on them. There are two T-O-O willfully ignorant and too immersed in their Christianity to notice or even care about changes in society. Now that's what their brand of conservatism is. We want to go back to the 50s where men were men and blacks knew their place and uh, we didn't have to deal with so many immigrants and if we did they just worked for us. Rawr, that's the that's what uh, we want the orange sociopathic bloat bag to take us back to. Make America great again. Okay, changes in society. And society has always been changing, generally for the better, but two steps forward and one step back. And the emergence of the right wing of the GOP at the beginning of the Reagan administration in 1980 was the one step back. The orange sociopathic bloat bag administration is and was almost the full two steps back. The Midnight Skeptic is dedicated to, I'll say this again, ridding this country of all the reactionary GOP MAGA head Republicans. Okay. Uh, 55 minutes. All right, I'm right on time here. But I'm going to end the show with good news, as I've promised my thousands and thousands of listeners and watchers that I would do. According to Pew Research, capital P-E-W, it's a company that does uh, research and uh, publishes their research, the number of Americans who do not identify with any religion continues to grow at a rapid pace. Here, here. Uh, that requires clapping.
uh, one-fifth of the U.S. public and one-third of adults under 30 are religiously unaffiliated today. Yay, younger, de um, younger demographic. Their ranks now include more than 13 million self-described atheists and agnostics. That's me. 6% um, of the public is those 13 million. Where's our political representatives? Uh, Jared Huffman, I think, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, he is the first out atheist in the uh, House of Representatives. Go, Jared. Uh, but that is real good news. And if the trends continue, uh, and it can't come soon enough, religion will just disappear. Uh, here's my out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously, and most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, I'll be ranting again. Uh, and uh, my latest rant that I'll record sometime this, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, will come to you on Sunday the 12th at uh, the usual time, 9 p.m. Until then, heed my admonitions to get vaccinated for both COVID-19 and flu and pet your cats, for God's sakes. All right? See you later, people.